Looking for a fun night out with friends or family? Visit Sprawl Lanes located on Sprawl Road next to the Dairy Queen. Voted best place to bowl in Delaware County by the Daily Times, Sprawl Lanes is equipped with 36 lanes with automatic scoring, a sound system, full-service snack bar, an arcade, and pro shop. Sprawl Lanes offers a variety of open bowling specials, package deals, and leagues for the casual or more serious bowler. Interested in having a birthday party? Choose from three different packages that will make your special occasion a memorable one. Stop by the center or visit the website at www.sprawlanes.com for pricing information or to book your next experience. Speak with one of the qualified staff members by calling 610-544-4524 today. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you. Start of the fourth quarter in the District 1, Class 3, PIAA Championship game. Winner will face Archbishop Wood next week. Interboro leads 14-6 with 12 minutes on the clock. Mitten goes far side. The receiver at the far hash for Westchester Henderson on first down and 10 from the Interboro 36-yard line. I formation for Batty under center. And Interboro jumps. And it'll be encroachment once again. Now, let's not jump the gun. Of course, we've seen a lot of discussions, and here is another one, as to whether or not there was movement on the Henderson side. And Henderson appears to be unhappy with the conference. So let's see if this is a false start. Now, it will be encroachment against Interbarrow after the discussion. Should have stayed with my gut, Steve. <laughs> now, these refs are taking a long time to make calls, but... They want to get it right. Exactly. Just as long as they're getting it right, the crowd's getting unhappy. But these refs, in a big game like this, a championship game, they want to get these calls right. You also have to be careful, though, to not slow the game down too much for either side, uh, momentum-wise. Yes. Seven plays, 48 yards. This is the eighth play of the drive for Henderson. Twelve minutes, still start of the fourth quarter. I form, quick handoff to Girafalco up the middle. He picks up big yardage and has a first down across the... 24, and maybe that attrition along the defensive line of Interborough starting to to take its toll. Yeah, again, this is a you know it's a light team's light on the roster. Again, 33 players, as you mentioned, Greg, and you know down the fourth quarter. This is this is a championship game. You got to suck it up, and you you, you got to you know really play as hard as you can out there and do everything you can to make a play. I formation, your Falcon Rimshevsky are the running backs. Mitten far side receiver. It's a handoff to Garifalco. Once again, no, kept by Batty. Now a pitch to Rimashevsky to the outside. Across the 20. First down, he has that, and then run out of bounds at the 8-yard line. And uh, excellent fake there. A, a veer fake, and they go off with the option to Rimashevsky as he takes it outside. And Paul Mitten delivers uh, a great block to spring him through, pass through a first down, setting up a first and goal for Henderson as they look to tie up this ball game. Nine plays, 71 yards on this drive for the Warriors. 11.27 to go in the game. First down and goal from the nine. I form. Batty takes the snap. It's a handoff up the middle to Girafalco, and he is stuffed. Ball came out, yeah. and we'll see. they got to get through the pile here. Looked as if that ball on the exchange, they fumbled it. No signal yet. No and- signal yet. And it's going to stay with Henderson. Wow. 
And that is a lucky, lucky break for Henderson there. Do not want to fumble, especially inside the 10-yard line, down by eight points in the fourth quarter. So it'll be second and goal from the eight now for Henderson, and we were, we're on the Interbarrow sideline. Uh, they would have erupted had they recovered that football. I form. Once again with Ribashevsky, the tailback. Fullback is Girafalco. It's a handoff to fake to him, now given to Chris Mitten. He is stuffed for a loss of one. And there goes that counter play that they like to run uh, to Chris Mitten, who he had a few big gains for. And this time, Interboro's there. They meet him for the stop for a one-yard loss, bringing up a third down and goal. So the third and goal from the nine. 11 plays, 70 yards, 10.35 to go in the football game. Bucks lead by eight over the Warriors. And we'll see what the formation is. You're going to have Mitten, the far side receiver. Ball is at the far hash at that nine. Eye formation again. Batty under center. Fakes the handoff to Girafalco. Now given to Rumashevsky. He runs up the middle close to a touch to the end zone, but he's going to be about a yard and a half shy. How bad he got that handoff off, I do not know. But uh, nonetheless, he did. He gives it to Rimashevsky, who runs up the middle. And fourth down and goal at the one-yard line. This is some playoff football right here, Greg. Well, the timeout situation does not favor Henderson, so they have to go for it. They can't take yes, a field goal because of that, right? you got to go for it. you got to go for it. And now the Interboro fans start to rise to their feet on the near side of the field here. Fourth down and one. 9.40 to go. In the football game, Bucks lead by eight. Mitten near side. It's a wingback formation for Batty. Now in motion is Chris Mitten. It's going to be a pitch to Mitten. He's going to get into the end zone for the Warriors. Touchdown, Westchester Henderson. And just before that, I was about to call it, Greg. I expect that pitch to the outside. This time they bring the receiver in motion. Chris Mitten, once again, he gets the ball, takes it to the outside, and is in for a second touchdown of the game, but... Again, Henderson missed that extra point earlier. They're going to have to go for two here to tie this ball game up. That's, that's the same play they scored on earlier as yes. well. They ran the same exact play. Uh, Mitten was able to compose himself and not get the penalty uh, like the last time, which ended up forcing the Warriors into the situation they're in now with 9.25 to go and down by two points. But that, I mean, Interboro crowd the line of scrimmage, and Henderson does a good job of calling an outside play to string them outside, and he, they find their way into the end zone. And now... Henderson has their choice of where they want the ball spotted for this two-point conversion. They're going to spot it on the near side hash here, three-yard line. That was a 13-play, 79-yard touchdown drive for the Warriors now with 9.25 to go. And this is interesting here. They put it on the left hash work. Maybe they want to roll out by Batty um, as they line up. It looks like uh, shotgun. Two, two receivers to the outside. Batty, shotgun, two wide receivers set. He's going to roll. To the far side, he's going to throw. He's got a man in and out of reach of his hands on the far side, incomplete. And the Bucks lead by two still. Exactly what they want to do. They rolled out. Looked like Batty could have ran that in himself, but he did have a receiver open. He just lobbed it up where his receiver could catch it, and uh, it was incomplete. With the score 14 to 12, 925 to go, you're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. Make this. Everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Nitz, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. 
Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with your final 925 to go in this District 1 Class 3A championship game. Innerborough leads 14 to 12. Henderson just scored, had to go for two, and it was an incomplete pass. So back to return. Our cue, Fentress and Warren Allen for the Bucks. Angle to kick for the Warriors. Ball is up at the 40. Don't go anywhere in this one. Angles approach to the kick. It's a line drive squibber. Warren Allen's going to let it go out of bounds on the far side of the field. And Innerborough will have great field position to start this drive with 9.25 to go, Steve. Yeah, not what you want if you're Henderson there, but actually, you know, Innerborough has been getting the ball around the 30, 35-yard line, so this is nothing new. Um, for Henderson to see coming on defense. But, uh, oh, it looks like they're gonna re-kick. Interbarrow's gonna ask them to re-kick. I, I guess maybe Interbarrow's think, Coach Lennox is thinking they did that on purpose to avoid having to kick to Fentress who ran a big one back earlier. So we shall see if this pays off. Earlier, a decision by Coach Steve Mitten to replay a down did not go well for Henderson. Let's see how this goes for the Bucks. So it'll be backed up five yards to the 35 now for Engel. Engel's approach this time. This one's a squibber. It's going to hit at the 25. Warren Allen's going to pick it up at the 21-yard line. Going to run to the middle field. Now he's going to reverse field. Spin move by Warren Allen across the 31, 32, 32-yard lines where he's going to be stacked up by Henderson. So relatively a, a push on that one. Yeah, you're about you know four yards back. Where you would have, if you accept, if you decline, or accepted the penalty, you would have been at the 35. Here, there's the 31. Give or take. It's their ball. Now it's just up to them to run that clock out and get first down. And that is also an advantage. They lost another 15 seconds on the clock. First down and 10 now for the Bucks from their own 31 yard line. A 14 to 12 ball game. I formation for Interboro. Everton near side receiver. I form. Quick handoff to Sonny Armstrong up the middle. And a five-yard pickup for Interboro. That's all you need if you're Interboro. Five-yard gain on first down. Keep that clock running. It's up to Henderson to make the plays here, make the stops. They came into this game only giving up 10 points a game, 30 takeaways. Um, you know, it's up to them to make a stop here, get the ball back to their offense. Second down and five. After the five-yard pickup by number seven, Sonny Armstrong. I form again. Hands off this time up the middle to Q, who gets hit hard. Picks up two yards. And he does get hit hard, Greg. As you mentioned, number 34, Adam Weaver, lays the wood on the running back of Inner Barrow as they run a misdirection up the middle. That goes nowhere. Third down, a big third down here. Henderson needs to stop. 8.23 to go. Big third down for both squads. Third down and four. From the Innerboro 37. One receiver to the near side. It's Everton. I form again. Hand off and around by Montanin. He's got the first down across the 45 and brought down at the 44. Montanin been making big plays all game. Big first down plays and he gets another one there on the outside run. He cuts it up the field off his blockers. 
and picks up a much-needed first down to keep this clock running. A fresh set of downs for Interboro. A nine-yard first down carry for Kieran Montman. First and ten for Interboro. Eight minutes to go. They lead by two, 14 to 12 at their own 46. Everton near side receiver. I form again. Handoff given to Q. He bounces it to the outside. He's met at the line of scrimmage, and he tries to fall forward for a yard gain. And it may be about a half a yard, Steve. Declan Klein in at the defensive end position, stays home and makes the play for about a not even a one-yard gain, bringing up second down for this Interboro offense. Steve, we, have yet to, we haven't seen that midline play in a while. Uh, possibility in one of these situations we see it again? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to run out this clock, so expect everything to be on the ground. Maybe they bring back that midline read. Four plays, 11 yards for Interboro on this drive so far. Second down and nine for Interboro. Fakes the handoff. Play action pass screen to Sonny Armstrong incomplete as Rentos was under pressure. And number three, Paul, Phil Minton in on the coverage. And I like the aggressive play call by Interboro there, trying to throw the ball. Keep uh, Henderson honest. Yeah, keep him honest. But what you don't want is an incomplete pass that stops the clock, and that's what happens. So it's a huge break for Henderson, bringing up a big third down. 7-14 to go, fourth quarter. Rentos is 4 for 10 for 44 yards, 1 TD, and 1 interception. Third down and 9 from their own 47. They go 4 wide receiver shotgun with Sonny Armstrong next to Rentos. And blitz coming. Rentos moves out of the pocket, looks to throw near side to Everton. He makes the catch. First down, Interboro. And as we talked about at halftime, even though Rushes or Henderson, Henderson's got all the stats on their side, Interboro is making the plays when they need to, and this is why they're winning and moving chains time after time. Good job by Nick Rentos to move from the pocket out of the pressure zone and get it out to Nick Everton on the near side for a sliding catch. 11-yard pickup and a first down into Henderson territory at the 42-yard line with 7.07 to go. 14-12 Bucks lead in this battle of Delaware County and Chester County. Sonny Armstrong in the backfield with Warren Allen. Interborough, Rashawn Fentress looks like he moved far side. Flags come in. And, yeah, it looks like Fentress jumped a little bit. A false start penalty, which is going to be called right now. It sets uh, Interborough back with just uh, under seven minutes to play in this game. Henderson needs a much-needed stop to get the ball back. All they need is a field goal to get the uh, victory tonight. 6.58 6.58 with the clock stopped. That is an advantage for Henderson now. That's that looming one timeout for Westchester Henderson at this moment is what could be the difference. First and 15 from the Henderson 47. Three wide receiver set, I formation. Handoff to Q up the middle. Flag comes down late, far side of the field. As Excuse me, Warren Allen on the carry went nowhere. We'll wait the uh, signal, though, by the... Officials. And by, yeah, by the uh, emotion of Henderson, it looks like it's going to be an inner barrel, Greg. Yeah, H- Henderson looks to be happy about it, and Warren Allen was in the pile for inner barrel, or the conference for inner barrel, and it's going to be a false start again. So it'll be first and 20. Uh, inner barrel fans not too happy on this sideline. With those calls earlier, it was the Henderson fans who weren't too happy with a few calls. So 6.41 to go. So a few seconds tick off the clock. They're going to decline the penalty now 
it looks like. And it will be declined. It'll bring up second and 15. So, interesting call. Trying to conserve time. Exactly. And it's the right decision there. You don't want to be first down again, even though you're losing yards. Uh, having interval lose yards, you want those down markers to, you know, keep on going. So, second down. Second and 15 for Interboro. Three wide receivers set again. High form, shotgun formation, excuse me. Rentos looks to throw. He pump fakes, and now he's going to be sacked back at the 45-yard line. Flag down far side of the field again. And you hate to see these flags play after play, especially in a big championship game like this. But play not blown dead, so it could be encroachment this time. And now they're pointing Interboro's way in their conference again. And if you're Henderson, you want to decline this as well. You got the sack and loss of down. False start again. So, or or it's a legal motion because they're not playing these. That's right, legal motion because that's how they didn't call it. They didn't blow it dead exactly. Good good job, Steve. I forgot about a legal motion. May have been the receiver uh, on the far side of the field, but third down, big big play for Henderson. Third and twenty, six twelve to go. Hand off far side. Up the field goes number 21. He picks up 10 yards. It was number 21, Kieran Montanen again. And it'll bring up fourth down, but does a decent job of getting back half the yardage. And Weaver, Adam Weaver for Henderson, the Henderson Warriors, makes a big play there. Because Montanen's been getting those big runs there, especially on those third down plays. He almost breaks for free. That would have been devastating for Henderson. But they make the stop, and they await a punt by the Bucks with... Just under six minutes to go. We have ourselves a ball game, Greg. Mike Cristaldi to punt for Interboro. 5.33 left to go. Time ticking down. Nine seconds on the play clock. Cristaldi's going to punt it away. It's a line drive punt near the near side of the field. Hits at the 10. It's going to bounce, take a buck bounce, and roll out at the six-yard line. One heck of a punt by Mike Cristaldi in the Bucks. And Henderson will take over from their own six with 5.15 to go and one timeout. They're down two, 14-12 to Interboro. District won 3A championship game. And Interboro did what they had to do, run the ball, get some first downs, run, uh, run the clock out, and get a nice punt to pin Henderson back in their own territory at about the five-and-a-half yard line. Henderson's got the whole field to work with uh, with a timeout to go and just five minutes left in the ball game. Anderson, high form. Batty under center. And he's going to fake the handoff, keep it himself. He's going to pitch it to Rimashevsky again. Similar play they ran earlier, and they pick up four or five yards. Dangerous play in the, you know, back with your backs against your own end zone, a uh, pitch play. But they, uh, they're able to uh, pick up some yardage there, get themselves out of their end zone, and uh, play uh, for second down here. 4.53 to go for Westchester Henderson. 14.12 left to play. Pickup of six yards for Rimashevsky. Eight seconds left on the play clock. Henderson's got to get to the line. Batty under center. Two seconds on the play clock. And now they're going to have to use their final timeout of the quarter or of that game excuse me 14 to 12 426 to go and Henderson has to use their final timeout we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification
You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you. Plymouth White Marsh High School District 1 Class 3A Championship Game. 4.26 to go. Interboro leads 14-12 over Westchester Henderson. Henderson now has to go 88 yards in 4 minutes and 26 seconds without a timeout. Steve? Yeah, it's, you had that timeout to use. You don't want to use it this early, with you know, especially when the play clock's running down. But, you know, they had it. They had to use it there, and, you know, they're going to have to put it behind them and move forward. Ramoshevsky in the backfield as the fullback. Mitten far side receiver. Batty is going to hand off to Chris Mitten on that end around to the near side again. And the Bucks come up with a huge stop. Rashawn Fentress making up for the drop pass earlier. And uh, it's going to be a big third down play right here as Fentress makes a nice play on Mitten. Four-yard loss. Hurry up for Henderson at from their own eight-yard line. Batty's going to take the snap. He's going to hand it off. He's going to look to throw. Now he's going to roll out of the pocket. He throws. Incomplete intended from Phil Mitten. Near the first down marker, it'll bring up fourth and eight with four minutes to go from the Henderson eight-yard line, Steve. Interesting, they went with the hurry up there. I guess the catch, uh, Interbauer off guard, but and it looks like here they're going to punt it away with no timeouts, four minutes to go. If they make you know, three stops, they're going to get the ball back, even though they don't have timeouts. So technically this is the right decision. So four minutes to go, and they will... Have to punt now. Interboro has to take a timeout as they have to get the correct personnel on the field. Yeah, they were expecting Henderson to go for this. And Steve, I mean, do you, do you put anybody back at this point if you're Interboro? Um, I, I, I would say so. Yeah, because you know, when you, I don't, maybe not too far back because you, you need a, maybe a safety valve just in case they go for a fake. But it'd be interesting what they do. So 14 to 12, the score. You're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds with you. Final four minutes of this one. 14 to 12, Interboro leads over Westchester Henderson. It's fourth down and eight from the Henderson's own eight, and they have to punt it away. Everton back to return the punt. He is the only man back. Interborough has a bunch of guys up, I guess, playing in man position for a fake, Steve. Ingle to punt, though. Snap is good. Ingle's going to do a rugby-style punt, and he's going to get it off near side of the field. Interborough's going to get away from it. It's not very long. It's going to bounce down at the 35. So the Bucks will take over with 3.49 to go at the Henderson 35-yard line. Well, Interborough has an opportunity to close this game out. Coach Steve Minton of Henderson trusts his defense to get them the ball back without any timeouts to go. Um, we'll see if it was the right decision to punt, but in my opinion it was because you're so far back in your own end zone. If you don't get it there, you're pretty much giving them the opportunity to score right away. And end the game at that point, I guess. So 27-yard punt officially. So a lot of strategy having to be played in a tight game here in Plymouth meeting Pennsylvania. Interborough comes out with Everton, the near side receiver. Wing formation in the backfield. In motion, it's a handoff 
near side trying to cut up the field is Q, but he gets nowhere as he just runs straight across the 35. And there he is again, Chris Mitten, the uh, all-around player for Henderson, makes the tackle uh, for zero gain for uh, the Interbarrow offense, bringing up a second down and 10. So 3.27 to go. Clock continues to move here. Has Interborough has second and 10 at the 35-yard line of Westchester Henderson. Play clock down to 10. Interborough has to hurry up. Everton, the near side receiver. It's a wing formation again. In motion is Q. It's a handoff this time to Mottenen, who tries to go far side, and he's stacked up by Henderson again. Clock ticks under three minutes now. Mottenen gets a handoff. Um from quarterback Nick Renters on the counter play. Henderson's there to make the tackle. A big third down here as uh, Henderson has zero timeouts left. Big third down for both squads. 2.40 to go. After this play, it'll be under 2.20 with the play clock at 15 now. On third and 10 for interval from the Henderson 35-yard line. Bucks come out in that wing again. Everton to the near side. In motion goes Mott, and it's a handoff up the middle to Sonny Armstrong. Armstrong moves forward for about four yards, brought down at the 31 in the middle of the field here. And number 72, Brian Wright, the sophomore D lineman, in on the tackle for Henderson. And uh, Interbarrow will go for it here. If they don't get it, it appears that Henderson will get it back with about 1.45 to go. And... Interbarrow's going to go for it now. Fourth and six from the 31-yard line. Shotgun, four water receiver set, two near side, two far side for the Bucks. And they tried to get Westchester Henderson to jump, and they're going to call a timeout. So with the score 14-12 to here in Plymouth White Marsh, you're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Zach's Hamburgers is a proud sponsor of Marple Newtown Football. Come visit any of our five restaurants located all across Delaware County in Aston, Crumlin, Havertown, Folsom, and Media. Determine for yourself why Zach's Hamburgers was voted the best hamburgers in Delaware County. Our family atmosphere, fresh ground beef, and sandwiches cooked to order are one of a kind. Don't forget to ask about the burger of the month as well as the Sunday special. For more information, visit our website at www.zacksburgers.com. Come taste the difference at Zach's Hamburgers. And go Tigers! Steve Reynolds, Greg Pecco here with you. Last minute 40 in this one. Henderson down 14 to 12 to Interborough. Interborough will punt on fourth down. Cristaldi to punt. Snap is a little low. Cristaldi's gonna get it off. It's a little pooch punt. It's gonna hit at around the 15. Interborough's gonna have to try and chase it and knock it. Oh, it's gonna go out of bounds at the one! Wow, what a hit. Nick Everton was there, and the ball just runs out of bounds at the one-yard line. Another great punt by Mike Cristaldi. 32 yards, and that's exactly one yard shy of what he couldn't do. And James Batty's got a long field to work with here. I'm sure he wasn't young enough to see John Elway do it. I wasn't, <laughs> so. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to do his best impression of of, of that with 99 yards to go. District championship game down by two points. Minute 33 to go. No timeouts for Henderson. They find themselves down two points. Batty 
out of the shotgun. Two receivers to the far side of the field. Batty's going to roll to that far side. He's going to look to throw. He's going to throw underneath. He's got Rimashevsky for a first down who runs out of bounds at the 12. And he gets the first down and some breathing room for the Warriors. Excellent play call. Excellent execution by Henderson there. Roll out. Completed for a first down and get out of bounds. Um, and just keep this drive moving with the clock stop. 13-yard pickup for the Warriors. As they start their drive, first down and 10. All the fans in here on their feet. Shotgun again for Batty. Two receivers to the near side again. They've run a lot of screen passes out of this formation. Batty's going to roll to the near side again. He's under some pressure. Now he's bouncing around. He's going to be sacked to the backfield by Interborough for a five-yard loss. Big play by Interborough there. Big play. Big sack. Clock he's running. Batty's trying to get his players on the ball. Number 55 with the sack. John Bolano. Two receivers again, and Batty's going to have to spike it and bring up third down and very long for the Warriors. And this is unfamiliar territory for Batty. It's Henderson offense having to pass it every down here or every play on this drive because, you know, they haven't been passing it a lot this season, and you're not going to have to run, you're not going to be able to run the ball now with no timeouts left. Sack was officially a nine yard loss, and then there was the spike. That brings up third down and 20 for Henderson from their own five-yard line. 104 to go. 14 to 12. Interborough leads. Batty out of the shotgun. Two receivers far side. Batty looks to roll to the far side in his own end zone. Now he's going to heave one up. He's got a receiver, and it is caught by Rimashevsky along the sideline at the 32-yard line. Big-time play by a big-time player there. Goes up and grabs it. Clock stops as the changer moves. Moving. No signal to stop the clock after the chains are reset. So 57 seconds left. That means Rimashevsky came down inbounds. 14 to 12. Batty's going to spike again at that 32 and bring up second down with 55 seconds to go. No timeouts for the Warriors. That's a gutsy throw right there by, by Batty as he just throws it up in the air, sees his target. Ramiszewski, and he goes up and makes the grab, goes to the highest point as you're taught, brings it down, inbounds, clock stopped, Batty comes back and spikes it. A 28-yard reception for Ramiszewski. Ball at the 33 for Henderson, their own 33. Batty out of the shotgun, two receivers far side. Batty's going to roll to that far side again, similar route as last time. Throws underneath, incomplete, intended for Ramiszewski at the sticks. Throws a little behind him. Didn't lead him to the sideline as he wanted to. And uh, therefore, he had incomplete pass. But wasn't a turnover. Could have been a turnover. And they played off the third down here. Big, big third down. So far on this drive, six plays, 32 yards, 50 seconds to go. Interborough leads by two, 14 to 12. District 1, 3A championship game. Mitten and Rimashevsky on the near side receivers. Batty out of the shotgun. Third down. Batty takes the snap. He's going to roll near side of the field. He's under some pressure. It's a screen pass to Chris Mitten on the other side of the field. He breaks a few tackles. He's got some open space. He's going to step out of bounds at the 49. Big pickup for Henderson. And there you go. Chris Mitten, their go-to guy. And they run that screen pass as Brady, Batty goes to one side, rolls around, throws a screen pass. An excellent play call by Coach Steve Mitten to sign this crowd on this Interborough sideline. And uh, 
Pick up a first down, and he gets out of bounds. Official spot at the Henderson 48. 15-yard pickup, 41 seconds to go. For Westchester Henderson. Two receivers far side. Ball is far hash. Batty out of the shotgun. Batty's going to roll to the far side again. He's going to look to throw. He throws this one up into quadruple coverage. It's going to go out of bounds, so he just threw it away, Steve. Yeah, he just throws it up in the air. You don't want to make any mistakes out. Uh, you just throw it where your receiver can catch it, or it'll be incomplete pass, and he does a good job there not forcing anything. Eight plays, 47 yards now on this drive. This will be the ninth play. 35.7 to go. 14 to 12. Interboro leads. They've led the entire game. Henderson missed a extra point, which puts him in a rough situation. Missed a two-point conversion there that would have tied it. It's now second down and 10 from the 48 of Henderson for the Warriors. Two receivers near side. Batty out of the shotgun. Mitten is a wing back. Three receivers going to go upfield on that near side. There's some pressure on Batty. They're going to force him to throw. He's got Phil Mitten who dodges one tackler. Stiff arms another. There's three, four bucks there. Crosses the 40 and brought down at a 38-yard line. And there you go. Phil Mitten, the brother, gets the ball there, cuts it upfield, gets a first down as the clock stops. A 16-yard pickup for Mitten and the Warriors. It's 24 seconds left. Batty's going to spike this one and bring up second down. This this is a very impressive drive. Remember, this drive started at the one-yard line, Greg. Batty's doing a great job of orchestrating this offense down the field. Interbauer did a good job all night on this offense. they got to step up here and make a big play if they want to solidify this win. 22.5. Who's going to step up? Will it be a player from Westchester Henderson or a player from Interboro? As I like to say, Greg, big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games. Who's going to step up? A field goal could also win this. Second down and ten. Batty's looking to throw. He's under some pressure. He gets the throw away far side of the field to Mitten, who's going to step out of bounds at the 31. That would make it a 48-yard field goal. I would assume the range for Ingles about 35 would probably be where he maxes out. Good assumption, Steve, from what yeah, we've seen today. Yeah, 35, because he was short on two field goals farther than that, just by a little bit. 35-yard field is all he needs uh, to really get a shot at this. And uh, Batty did a good job on that last position, avoiding pressure and finding his target. Third and five from the 31 for Batty and the Warriors. Three receivers near side. Batty's going to look to roll. There's a flag down. Play blown dead, and it looks like a receiver moved. Looked like Mitten uh, moved there. As he's trying to get a head start there to uh, really beat his man. So they'd have to get this ball to the 18 for that max yardage, Steve. They're now going to be at the 36. So that's about an 18-yard pickup. 14.6 to go. Henderson does not have a timeout, so if they're going to go for that field goal range, Steve, you think they got to take a shot past that 20 now, right? Yeah, they're, you know, they're, I think they're thinking right now they got to get to it just a, a certain spot. I mean, he did, he didn't make it from what about a, the forty yard line last time. Yeah, there was a four, there was about a forty yarder that he missed. That extra point was a forty yarder that he missed by about three yards. And the one before time. the half was a little further back. Yeah, forty five yarder. Eleven so. plays, sixty three yards on this drive. This is the twelfth play in this one. So, from what Steve and I can gather. The 18-yard line for the field goal range is the goal for Westchester Henderson in this one with a two-point deficit at 
currently staring at them. They would like to get there, but at this point, they'd like to just get something where they can put their field goal kicker in a good spot just to try to put one in the air. They just added three seconds to the clock. So here we go. Batty comes out of the shotgun. Three wide receivers. One man next to him as a blocking back. Batty's going to roll near side. He's under some pressure instantly by Interborough. Throws the mitten at the 30. He's hit, and it's dropped. Incomplete. Big hit by Rashawn Fentress. It's almost good that he dropped that because if he was a, if he was stayed in bounds there, who knows if they would have got another playoff if they were able to spike it. So eight seconds left. And tell you the truth, it's fourth down, so they couldn't have spiked it. That would have been that would have been, been, been game. So Henderson's fortunate that that was incomplete. So it is fourth down and ten from the Innerborough 36 yard line. The Bucks lead 14 to 12. The Warriors are driving. They have no timeouts though. And they are looking to get within field goal range and get out of bounds with eight seconds left. Batty is 12 of 21 for 152 yards. No TDs, no interceptions. Fourth down. District 1, 3A championship game. Batty looks to throw. They're going to have to take a shot deep. He's going to throw underneath. It is incomplete on the far side of the field. With 2.7 seconds left. And now all Zinnerboro has to do is kneel on the football to claim their District 1 title. Outstanding, outstanding effort by both teams, but Innerboro just does enough to really get this win again. As you said, they still need to kneel the ball, and uh, barring no no turnovers, uh, you know, no fumble, no exchange, this uh, happened at the exchange. They're, they're going to be District 1 champs. So that, pl- that drive ends 13 plays, 63 yards. Coach Lennox is telling his guys, you know, get out there and, and kneel on it now. You still have to take that final snap here. So here we go. 2.7 seconds to go. Interboro leads 14 to 12. They have the football and they are in the victory formation. Nick Rentos will kneel on it and there is the football game. Interboro is the District 1 3A champions. In Pennsylvania. Congratulations to Coach Lennox and the Bucks. Outstanding game by both teams and Interboro does the, does the unthinkable. No one thought they'd come this far and even, uh, and, and, and beat Henderson even tonight and they did just that as the student section runs on the field and the, you, you gotta love this. It gives you, this gives you the chills even though I'm, I'm not from Interboro but just seeing this man, this is, this is some good football. This, this is what high school football is all about. All, all about. And, and obviously on the other side, Westchester Henderson, they put up a heck of a fight tonight. Uh, you know, taking down Pottsgrove last week, it was a huge, moment for them and some disappointment there obviously uh, as as there's uh, family members now on the field, Henderson at Interboro lining up to shake hands though uh, good sportsmanship here in District yeah, 1 as well so Interboro will enjoy this as they shake hands, we'll be back in a moment with a recap of this one, you're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network Oh man the Philly Pretzel Factory has done it again They took a Philly tradition and made it even better. Now you already know the Philly Pretzel Factory has the best soft pretzel. Well now, they're making a cheesesteak pretzel. That's right, a Philly cheesesteak on the inside, surrounded by those piping hot, fresh, chewy pretzels. This is as Philly as it gets. A cheesesteak and a pretzel? Incredible! How great are those guys over there? 
they've got their original pretzels, the cinnamon pretzels, the pretzel dogs, and the party trays. And now, the Philly cheese steak pretzel. Bring them for tailgating, watching a game with the boys, a barbecue, or even a kid's birthday party. Head over to the Philly Pretzel Factory for the all-new cheese steak pretzel. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you. End of the football game. District 1, 3A championship. Interboro is the victor, 14-12 to over Westchester Henderson. A heck of a football game, Steve. Uh, you like a defensive battle, it had it had that. You, had, you like some offense uh, flash in there, it had that as well. And it, it was just one heck of a football game. Steve, you, you played high school football in Pennsylvania, PIAA, District 1 for, for Marple Newtown. This, this class actually... Just go through what, what these kids are experiencing on the field here this uh, You dream about this when, you, when you're a high school player, man. You dream about you know hoisting a trophy for your school, for your community. That's exactly what Interboro is doing right now. I mean, th- this is awesome. This is what high school football is all about. This is what football is all about. And it's my uh, you know congratulations goes out to this team, Interboro. They did a great job out there. Did a, they fought all they could, and they came out with a victory. And we welcome in executive producer Jim Alsman, who uh, was at the controls and the stat book this night for us. Uh, Jim, your, your, your thoughts? Well, first of all, thank you to the uh, crew at HavenFootball.net, Brian Carroll and Mike Mayer, for uh, number one several years ago, helping us out, get us off the ground. And now here we are broadcasting the District 1 Class AAA championship football game and uh, couldn't be happier thank you to again brian carroll mike mayor brian giving us updates throughout the game as well so i appreciate that brian and uh we'll be sure to listen to you in december from hershey this was a terrific atmosphere for high school football we talked about this on the way up um what this would kind of be like uh this is my first district one championship and uh, this was a terrific night and we the one thing that we talked about greg and steve on the way up was small teams and can they pull something off like this because at the end of the day you know even as you see in professional football teams tend to break down toward the end of the year and if you don't have that depth you don't have that depth chart guys can pop right in and plug and play you're probably not going to win 33 men on this roster they pulled off what some would say unthinkable to a lot of the smaller schools out there you can do it i i really tip my hat to coach lennox who Obviously, as a lot of coaches like to say, push the right buttons, and uh, his kids are completely bought in to his program. So hats off to that school, Coach Lennox, the Interboro Bucks. This was a terrific football game. I hope those who listened uh, also enjoyed uh, your call and Steve's call as well. And certainly, as you mentioned, Coach Lennox, the first District 1 title for Coach Steve Lennox, and he's been around for a very long time in District 1. Uh, Obviously, the playoffs have only been around for a certain stature, but congratulations to him and his squad out there um, from Prospect Park, Pennsylvania, is where the high school is located, those that live in Norwood, Glen Olden, and Tinicum Township as well. Um, and to head coach Steve Mitten of Westchester Henderson, he, he put together a heck of a squad and has did an outstanding thing uh, this year, taking down Pottsgrove and playing downtown East Tough in, in a tough division where the majority of the teams tend to be 4A squads. So uh, hats off to both teams in this regard as Interborough now is receiving their trophy at the center of the field. Steve, your thoughts, uh, you know, what was the big impact moment in this game for you? 
um, you know, it, it was the defense. It was uh, the defense of Interboro and uh, their, their effectiveness late in the game getting big first downs. There was a couple third downs where you thought Henderson was going to get the ball back, the defense was going to hold, and then uh, next thing you know, Enderbar uh, was getting a first down on a long third down. They did that a couple times, and their defense stepped up. So I thought coming into this game, it was going to be a defensive battle. Both defenses came to play. Offenses made plays when they had to, and my hat goes off to Nick Rentos of Interbo for managing this game while making big-time plays, and also James Batty, who started to drive from the one-yard line with under a minute 30 to go, and he drives his team down and had an opportunity to get in the field goal range, kick a game-winning field goal. So my hat goes off to both these teams, both coaches, all these players out there. A hard-fought uh, District 1 3A championship game, and uh, especially you know, my hat goes off to Interbo for you know getting the trophy. Statistics, Jim, what do you have for us? Uh, we'll, we'll go over the big ones. First downs, Interboro 10, Westchester Henderson 18. Total yardage, Interboro 199, Westchester Henderson 302. Passing for Interboro, 5 for five, on a, 5 completions on 11 attempts, 1 interception, 1 touchdown. For Westchester Henderson, 12 completions, 22 attempts, 0 interceptions, 0 touchdowns. Passing yardage for Interboro, 55 to Westchester Henderson's 152. Rushing, 34 attempts for 144 yards for Interboro, 49 attempts for 150 yards for Westchester Henderson. The Bucks lost one fumble, and Westchester Henderson had two, but did not lose sacks for Interboro. Three for minus 22 yards, and for the Knights, two for minus 11. Penalty yardage, seven penalties for 45 yards for Interboro, six for 79 for the Knights. Third down conversions were 3 for 10 for the Bucks, 8 for 17 for Westchester Henderson. Time of possession. The Bucks had 18.32. Westchester Henderson just had under 30 minutes, 29.26. Steve, Greg, thank you very much. Let you have the last word. Well, that, that, that tape there would tell you a different story, but you look at the scoreboard, and that's the only one that matters, Steve. Um, just your final thoughts, and, and we'll go from there. Um, again, good good pl- playoff run by Henderson, knocking off Potsgrove. A powerhouse coming in this game, played their hearts out. Also, Interboro doing the unthinkable, as Jim said. And, uh, you know, they they got to enjoy this victory. But, again, they got a game next week to play. So they got to get back on the practice field this week and get ready and do, and start upsetting more teams. Enjoy it while they have it. And then you got to go face Archbishop Wood next week in the first round of the state playoffs. Uh, and most likely that game could possibly be here at Plymouth White Marsh. That information to be determined. Te- check out District 1 football as well. You can also check out, and I want to thank them, uh, the Delaware County Delhi Times and Matt Smith, uh, who actually uh, promoted this our coverage of this game tonight. Um, they, they've done a good job all season with District 1 football and, and Delaware County football as well. So thank you, uh, Delaware County Times and Matt Smith. Uh, also want to thank District 1 Football itself for allowing us to be here this evening. Uh, and Plymouth White Marsh Athletic Director Charlie Forster as well for his, uh, his hospitality. Uh, thank both schools, Interboro and Westchester Henderson, both squads out there, their head coaches Steve Mitten and Steve Lennox. And, uh, of course the Marble Newtown Boosters who, uh, who always have supported us and, uh, Jim Duffy as well. So, with that, you can read more about this game and get coverage of the entire 2012 season on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Like us on Facebook at MarpleNewtownFootball and follow us on Twitter at, at MNTigers. Color commentator Steve Reynolds, engineer, statistician, and executive producer Jim Alsman. Head football coach Ray Junta for Marple Newtown. Head football coaches here tonight were Steve Lennox and Steve Mitten. Um, Marple Newtown's athletic director is Dennis Reardon. As I mentioned earlier, PW's, uh, who's been hospitality for us is Charlie Forster. 
Uh, for Jim Allsman, Steve Reynolds, I'm Greg Pecco. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, powered by EasyStream on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, powered by EasyStream and heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This presentation of the Tigers Radio Network has been brought to you by the Advanced Chiropractic Center, the Monroe Agency of Allstate Insurance, Burlap and Bean, Mark Anthony's Paisanos, the Philly Pretzel Factory, Sprawl Lanes, and Zach's Hamburgers. Be sure to follow us online at MarpleNewtownFootball.com on Facebook at Marble Newtown Football and on Twitter at MN Tigers. The Marble Newtown Football Boosters Club and the Tigers Radio Network appreciate your listenership. Go Tigers!